Welcome to the TikTok podcast sponsored by Tourette Ottawa. Listen in as your hosts Jimmy and Brandon discuss everything Tourette syndrome. You can show your support for the show by sharing it and most importantly, spreading awareness about Tourette syndrome. Before I jump into introducing today's guest, I want to remind you that the cure for Tourette syndrome is awareness. And the best way to do that and simultaneously support this podcast is to share it. Spread the word, generate awareness. You can send us an email at tiktokquestions at gmail.com. That's T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us to discuss on the show. And remember, the TikTok podcast is available on YouTube in video format. So tune in at TikTok podcast on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I just spoke at that uh, that school. Um, what what school? Reference. What did you guys? Uh, what did you talk about? It wasn't a school. It's like a it's an amalgamation of students from different schools uh, with the school board. Okay. I just spoke about um, learning strategies for people with uh, individual education plans (IEPs), which uh, I had one during during uh, high school, an accommodation, um, and spoke about a little bit about Tourette's, a little bit about uh, the difficulty of having it in high school and, and the effects of being absent during high school. It was interesting. So the kids that you were talking to were uh, like had a variety of backgrounds and hmm. mm-hmm. reasons yeah. for uh, only, only one Only one had uh, Tourette's syndrome. The rest of them were more just like either family stuff or, or um, uh, delay in mental development or uh adhd you know things like that it's all applicable right like, you know re- you know resource rooms like in high schools yeah it's basically a resource room okay yeah awesome did they ask mm-hmm. any good questions nope no engagement okay. yeah. <laughs> there was there was yeah it's over zoom and the teacher told me ahead of time like hey there's there's not going to be any engagement from this yeah. group uh, but then she sent me they had to do a feedback survey after yeah they, I'll actually, I'll read some of the questions because uh, they were good questions. Um, All right, let's do it. That, yeah, if you want to just get rolling now, that works for you. Well, yeah, like I hope that we start the episode from the beginning yeah. of this when you start talking. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Let's answer the questions. So, um, so this was from the person with Tourette syndrome. Uh, are you used to your, I'll just read you the questions and then we can tackle them one by one. So are you used mm-hmm. to your Tourette syndrome? Does your fiance in your dog, uh, does your fiance or your dog help you when you have like, tick outbursts? Is Tourette syndrome rare to have? Do you still play video games? Because I talked about when I was younger and how video games negatively impacted me. Is it okay if I am addicted to play video games? Will it impact my Tourette's? Um, the, another question was about the loss of my father when I was young. How did I prioritize school and mental health? Um, how did I catch up on work when I missed work in school? So yeah, I can, uh, let me ask you the question. Are you used to your Tourette syndrome? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm used to it now. Like I don't get any new ticks or anything, right? So like we talked about before, the ones that I have now have been like almost like the longest lasting ones too, like that I got first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we can manage it as we've talked about, uh, it's easy to be used to it 
like I understand that this is, uh, is you know, probably as good as it's going to get. So mm-hmm. um, just live with it. How about you? And do you think, how long do you think it took you to get like, quote unquote, used to it? Uh, well, it was causing me a lot of problems in university. So definitely not used to it then. Maybe the past five years. So how long had you had Tourette's syndrome before you started to feel like it was part of your normal life? And uh, you know, twenty-five plus years. Well, let's say when I noticed it, let's say I was, let's say I was ten. Yeah, like twenty years. I think it's twenty years almost. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I feel and like that's, that's because I didn't know correct. about it. Didn't know. Didn't know what to do. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say uh, I'm definitely used to my Tourette syndrome now. I'm so used to it to the point where I almost don't notice it. And then other people I can tell sometimes are like, mm-hmm. like this guy, is he on meth or what's going on? Yeah. And uh, it's actually just, you know, I, I, I have Tourette's. So I, I find myself having to almost remember it sometimes, which is a really good problem to have. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I'm in the same way. I'll be doing things that I don't even realize I'm doing anymore. Um, yeah. Different ticks and it's just it is what it is so it's just past thanksgiving and uh i had a big family get together and one of the things they were talking about is the way i used to move my hands because my family always gets at me for that so like I'm, if, you, oh, yeah. if you're listening to the audio version only right now you can look up tiktok podcasts on youtube and i'm kind of going over a demonstration of what i used to do with my hands and i don't know why i just thought of this but i did um so when i whoops you hold a pen you hold it, you know, standard pen holding. And uh, I used to do this a lot when, with my oh, yeah. ticks. I, I would do this kind of stuff with my hands all the time. Yeah. And my sister's always be like, why are you moving your fingers like that? Like, it's so weird because it looks mm-hmm. pretty odd. Like doing. Yeah, know, for doing sure. When you're, when you're using your pen, like I still, I, I do this. Like, I think it feels really good. I feel so, I do that all the time too. It it's feels funny. nice. Yeah. It does feel yeah, nice. For sure. Um, I wonder if that's ticks. It must be. Well, I, yeah. I mean, it's like it's to the point now where I don't know if it's if yeah. I do things do yeah. ticking or just because it feels good, like whatever. Yeah, I'm old, enough. so I have to stretch my wrists now. Like I don't know. Yeah, you work at a computer a lot, so. Um, I I, cl- I snap my fingers a lot. My thumbs, I always pop them. And... Okay. I had it would make sense if. I wasn't able to go to sleep if I didn't hear them snap first. Like I could lay there for hours and try. And until they did, I couldn't get to sleep. No way. Huh? Yeah. I think I used to have something similar with cracking my knuckles. And then I figured out that if you flex your hand for a long period of time, it like creates air and then you can crack them. Yeah. And so like, that's how I, that's how I got rid of that. Um, One of the things, is that it said is does your fiance or your dog help you in tick emergencies um I, obviously i got my dog too recently to answer that question but mm-hmm. when i was so i met my my now my now fiance then girlfriend when i was 18 and so my ticks were still not under control and definitely being around somebody that um, makes you stress less helps right i, mean, I think that's pretty safe to say yeah like it's it's being around someone uh that you're comfortable around then you don't feel like you have to keep uh, suppressing your tics so much and then you know as we said stress less less anxiety about it 
and then as a result you'll actually tick less i think yeah yeah right and just like a kind of like a paradox of tourette's the tourette's paradox yeah is your tourette syndrome very rare to have um i don't know so one in a hundred people have tourette's but do you know if that's diagnosed or not or is that i think that's got to be uh not diagnosed no i would say that's just if you took 100 people and you know let's say you could take a blood test to figure it out you know what i mean you take 100 people on average you'd have one i'm just wondering where that came from like if it didn't come from diagnosis they would have had to pull that stat from well i mean it's it's like just like if you're uh you know if you're polling a an election, right? Like they'll, they'll just get a pool of people and, and test that pool. And then kind of based on yeah, just extrapolate demographics and stuff, just blow it up. Right. And mm -hmm. I, that's likely what they've done. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's rare. It's not the most rare thing, but it's pretty rare. You know, think about a room full of a hundred people and only one of them has Tourette's that's it's rare enough for people not to understand what you're going through. Yeah. But then I guess, you know, it also is to me, it seems like it's, um, uh, I don't know if it's 1% of people, does that mean like, you know, cause kids it's more prevalent. So if you have a group of a hundred kids, is it only one kid that would, you know, if you had a group of a hundred adults, um, would you be able to tell? Would you be able to, yeah, like, because maybe if you were a kid, maybe that, you know, there's more ticks, but as opposed to adults, they're less, so you wouldn't even know, mm -hmm. um, potentially. But anyways, uh, I was, I was going to say it's possible that, you know, if you, it, it's prevalent enough that if you have a group of a hundred people, there could be a handful of people with it. Yeah. Yeah, or at least right. tick symptoms, because like, I've known some people in my life with tick symptoms that, like tick disorders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, when you think about it, though, like that's, if you have 2,000 people, like that's pretty much your average high school population, pretty much, right? Is that a lot or? Is that well, it's a lot like? for what I, when I went to school, mm -hmm. we had a thousand, a thousand kids. So yeah. Yeah. So even, a, even a thousand, 10, 10 kids um and you know when you think about it like numbers wise if you have a thousand or two thousand it's 10 or 20 kids and at they're ticking that's not enough for it to go completely unnoticed by everybody you know you you, you notice at some point there's kids ticking and, and making noises or you know um the set the statistic for corpulalia is i think it's 10 percent of people with Tourette's yeah so that's like so that would be like one in a thousand mm -hmm. people um which is that's getting to be the very rare and I think that's what yeah most that's people rare think of yeah yeah that's rare for sure exceptionally rare I think like to the point where a lot of people in their life would never encounter somebody with corpulalia I think no fair enough we had I had a classmate in high school who would make like uh 
dinosaur noises almost like shrieking uh kind of like we we kind of you know i would compare it to like a like a raptor sound on like you know jurassic park or something Mm -hmm. um and it was like really uncomfortable for her because she would do it and then she'd have to leave the class and it would get worse because she'd be embarrassed and then as she walked down the hall or whatever like it would get louder and louder you could hear it like echoing down the hall wow a lot of kids made fun of her for that right and uh i mean i don't know if it was tourette's i couldn't you know i didn't know back then what it was mm-hmm. but you know when i think about it like that was <laughs> a pretty like serious case yeah and it was a pretty serious case of corporalia interestingly you saying that reminded me of a girl that was in my um my elementary school who used to move and and cluck and she would she would move and when people and people did make fun of her oh yeah and um and people would call her moo girl kids Um, are mean kids are very mean yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. no shrieking though so like that that would be a super difficult tick to deal with yeah i wonder how she is i wonder how she's doing now that'd be interesting to know but yeah so the next thing was um basically does video games impact Tourette's do you have experience with that well only like i said when i was a kid Hmm. i would certain ticks would come on um only when i was playing video games yeah um i think that probably you could look at it two ways like um for me if i'm staring at a tv or anything like that for so long like yeah i i tick more because i my eyes kind of burn or you know i do more more of that um i don't notice myself ticking more now when i play video games but i don't sit there for hours doing it anymore so yes i i don't really know if it affects mine but uh it did it used to right it did but also like we say when you when you're concentrating on something and focusing like it could help so mm-hmm. i don't know do you know anything like do you have an opinion on that well i know that video games have been proven scientifically to increase anxiety okay uh, like 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 life anxiety like not in the moment but life anxiety so i'm thinking about more than just playing video games i'm thinking about um the way yeah, it impacts the, the person you know like mm. i think people who play video games are probably are definitely more likely to eat worse definitely more likely to exercise less definitely uh show scientifically stay up late yeah uh, i was that's what i was going to say next and um it increases anxiety so like if you just so you look think at, like a lifestyle might mm-hmm. uh negatively impact the trend well i mean that's pretty much you know those. you've brought this up many times but like it's more than just one issue it's like how they all mesh yeah and and I think we have to, what we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't look at video games like that. And people have the tendency to want to feel like, no, let people do what they want and let kids do what they want. But especially as it pertains to young people, if you let me, which did happen to me when I was 15, play video games for as long as I wanted to, I'd be, I'd be going to sleep at five in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, and, and you're, yeah, you're not, um, you're not going to just sit down in front of your video game for 20 minutes and then put it down so yeah i could see that and especially like let's just let's we can call it how it is but people with threats 
generally are more impulsive. Like that's a mm -hmm. symptom of Tourette syndrome. So curbing, learning to curb your impulsivity is an excellent tool for somebody with Tourette's. And it's important not to just use it as like, hey, I'm impulsive. I just do things and it's what I do. Like you have to work on it. And yeah, a, a good exercise of impulse control is regulating the amount or whether or not you play at all in terms of video games. Um, and, or, or, you know, impulse control. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode, but, but, you know, I, at least I, I can't speak for you, but for me, like, it's something that I have definitely dealt with in my life. And when I was younger and through things like exercise and diet and nutrition and, and living kind of in the moment and meditation, uh, which I'm back doing consistently through all those things, it's, you, you develop the mental uh, the skill of, of mm -hmm. controlling impulses. Yep. Breathing exercises, uh, just taking a minute before you react to, to situations, you know, even yeah. probably like a, you know, count to 10 in your head or whatever, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. think things through before, you know, getting frustrated or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because all that stuff causes, uh, stress and anxiety too. Mm -hmm. And then your decisions that might not be great decisions have, effect, uh, you know, consequences that might cause everything to get worse. And I think it's probably empowering for, as a person with Tourette's to realize that you can change kind of the way that you're approaching things. And if you're being super impulsive, that's pretty much your whole, a tick isn't, it's a compulsion, not an impulsion. Like it's, you mm -hmm. can almost, almost. I don't want to say you can't control it because you can sometimes, but it's really overwhelming to try. We've been over this, but it's really overwhelming to try and control. Um, but if you learn to control your, your impulse, your impulses, and you know, that will definitely have an impact on, on the way that you can manage your ticks. Yeah. You can't control your ticks completely, but you can um, have control, a little bit of control over them in terms of, uh, you know, doing what you, what you can control mm -hmm. to help it. Do you know what I mean? There are things that you can control that could mm -hmm. help. And there are things you can't control. And if you can, you know, grab a hold of what you are in control of, um, and focus on that, then everything else will kind of, um, follow along. Yeah. You remember what doctor, I would love to have money at Dr. Brazo said about tick busters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I freaking I want to I want to talk to him more about that because um, that just seems like it's 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 such a good concept and um, it seems like it's just it's a it's under it's overlaying the pieces underneath which is like take busters do so much more than just prevent you know at the surface level it's just you're preventing a harmful or disruptive tick mm -hmm. then it's like. More than that, you're also um, helping to build confidence, which is also going to impact your apps. Yeah, and you're demonstrating you know, that you can control, like you aren't out of control when it comes to yeah. this. Yeah, you have a say. Um, and, you know, more than that, even, it's like it's uh, allowing you to kind of you know, sink your feet into your Tourette syndrome more because you're then kind of being a mechanic and you're working on it and you're problem solving. 
Um, yep. And, and it's and, practice and it's, uh, you know, practicing good habits too, like mm-hmm. habit building. If you keep doing, you have to keep doing the, the tick buster in order for it to work. So yeah. 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 Great point. The outcomes, right? You're exercising discipline <laughs> by having to do that. Yeah. yeah. Which I think as like, you know, you're somebody who is, is, I would say very established, whether it's academically or your family life and successful in work. I would say that you probably, this isn't at the forefront of your brain, but like someone like, you know, me, when I was in, in high school, university, if I was listening to this, I'd be thinking like, well, yeah, you know, like for you, it's and in, in, in I now, you know, having the ability to be disciplined isn't really an issue, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you were as much like this, but I definitely was. I had a lot of issues with discipline and, and being disciplined and exercising willpower to mm-hmm. do things. Um, so that was a great point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's an important, that's an important skill to learn. Right. Um, but I mean, all kids kind of go through that. Like it's not just people with Tourette's, but I know that sometimes it's harder for us if you have ADHD issues or, you know, and different impulse control, um, problems, then it's definitely, definitely. harder. And, and also it's just, it's worth saying because, um, because I think when you have Tourette's, it's even like, at, like we've, you know, we've both said this many times, like it's even more important to focus on that type of thing. Like it's even more important with Tourette's syndrome to focus on being disciplined and learning to use your time effectively and, and yeah. eat well. Yeah. You the know. things that, that could be just for anybody else, it's just because they want to uh, be healthy, but it could be, uh, have serious impacts for someone with, with Tourette's. Like it can make a can make the difference between not being able to get through a day and and you know coasting yeah 100 percent. not being able to even like have a productive day whatsoever and yeah. and then being able to that's a good point and then being able to actually make the most of of a day and and really work through problems that you're having successfully yeah it's freaking interesting man i uh one person I definitely want to have on again is, is Dr. Rizzo. Yeah, we should reach out to him. We'll get him on there. Um, it would be fun to do one at, uh, you know, like, like in person. It would be. It yeah. would be. Um, are there any more questions that you got today? Let's see. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah, so... Did you get made fun of in school because you had to rest? That was one question. How did you prioritize school and your mental health uh, and Tourette syndrome during school? So I'll start with you. Did you get made fun of ever? Uh, I mean, I got kind of about like, I got asked a lot about it, like from kid, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Um, and then, you know, my, my siblings actually, I guess, uh, but we all tease each other for different things, but yeah, they would tease me a lot for some of my tics. Um, but not knowing, obviously they didn't know that that's what it was. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there was some teasing you. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. For sure. There was, yeah. I think probably similar to, to you, but um 
in high school or in the grade seven, eight, and then nine, there was, there was quite a bit of, of, I wouldn't know if I would call it bullying because it was never like the same person repeatedly harassing. It was just like a lot of people, a lot of different people. I remember I had a tick where I would like basically push down on my, on my crotch. And that was a tick that I had. Um, and I would do it, you know, literally so much where if I had jeans on, I would like get a, a rash on my hand. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I have a vivid memory of, of somebody coming up to me and, and like asking me to, a, a girl walking up to me and asking me to walk towards them. And then uh, when I did it, they would count how many times I did it. And then they would like run away and laugh. And uh, right. so I remember that I got into some fights, some like physical altercations with people because they made fun of my threats and I was sticking up for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely experienced a lot of friction. And, and I think that, um, I think most people with Tourette's probably experience some sort of social friction. Yeah, I could, absolutely. And then even within themselves, because uh, as much as the other kids, you know, would have made fun of me for it, I would have also wondered why, like the same questions, you know, like someone asked me, why am I doing that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how I, you know, how I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There, there was no answer for it back then. Um, yeah. For me anyways. Um, how do you manage school and Tourette syndrome? That was the next how do question. You, how do you, I, I, basically what I was asking is, is, did you, or how did you prioritize? And I think, I think really what it's getting at is like, how did you learn how to make it work with Tourette's in school? And uh, yeah. Um, you really have to focus on the, the important things that we were talking about, sleeping, exercising, eating well, because you can't focus. And like, I, I couldn't focus in school on exams, um, different things. Like uh, if, if my tics were so bad because of the anxiety around an exam, like I, I was toast, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do, you can get accommodations to help with that now. I didn't know about them because I didn't know I had it then, but um you know, you can, there's different ways you can get accommodated, but it really is like to study properly. You can't be uh, disrupted by ticking all the time and like, you know, lose your spot on the page or whatever. It may be like, you got to make sure that you take control by sleeping, eating well, you know, getting in and exercise, even if it's just a walk every mm-hmm. 15 minutes or whatever it is, you know? But that's yeah. the only way you can't can't you can't do it with uh full on you know ticks like without managing them yeah or just figuring out a way that you can learn um you know there's different learning styles like whether whether you learn best off a piece of paper or off a video or a combination of the two and being proactive about taking breaks and everything like you said where mm-hmm. sleeping and eating and exercising yeah. basically getting ahead of your ticks and making sure that you're not um, at a, you know, if you're planning two weeks ahead because you have an exam in two weeks, start with the stuff where you're controlling your ticks and managing 
and being proactive now. Yeah, know? started early, started early so that you have the effects then and um, yeah, give yourself the best chance, you know, like, mm -hmm. why not? Why not do those things to try to give yourself the best opportunity to do well? That's all I would say, I guess. One of the things that I was talking about um, with those students today was like the fact that you owe it to your future self to mm -hmm. genuinely care about not just what you learn in, in, in school, but you owe it to yourself to, to figure out, the, to almost solve these problems of how you learn, um, study habits, how you proactively get ahead of issues that you have like anxiety or, or Tourette's or ADD or ADHD. Yeah. Um, you owe it to yourself to, to start working on that stuff when you're in high school and when you're a young adult, because when you're 32 or 33 mm -hmm. and, and about to start law school while having a kid working, it's going to pay off <laughs> yeah. that, that right. you, that you, that you learned it while you were younger. You know what I mean? And that like, and I did it late too. So, uh, start early, you know, and you could be way ahead of the game. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like you, you know, compared to somebody who started it like at 23, you did it late, but I'm sure there are people who started it at 40 and mm -hmm. like, I think it's actually more of a testament to who you are as, as a person to be able to do that now than if you were to do it when you had, cause you are in the game in terms of responsibilities. You have as, as much responsibility as, as someone, as a man can have, right? Like you're looking yeah, after right. your kids and you have a, a family and a home and then a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And it's not that. like, it's not like you're, you're going into um, start like a, a relatively easy community college program. It's like, <laughs> you yeah, haven't started it yet, but you're going to be getting yeah, after the books. Right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's safe to say, right? <laughs> yeah. safe to say it's not going to be easy that's that is safe to say yeah we'll see brandon's gonna have bags down to his chin in a year in a year's time when we're studying yeah we'll have to do midnight podcast episodes <laughs> yeah you'll have like six monster drinks beside you yeah um listen man uh i gotta cut this one a little early because i'm getting some emails uh 100 let's wrap it we're at work yeah let's wrap it up good we, episode we covered we covered some stuff we got about an hour so. oh yeah and i think that was the 22nd episode of the uh of the tiktok podcast so thanks for uh thanks for listening folks thanks for coming on yeah. brandon if and, you have uh, any questions obviously you know email tiktok questions at gmail.com yep 100 okay Subscribe have a good weekend man and uh yeah. Yeah, talk later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk soon. Another great episode of the books. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed the podcast, remember to share it. We have merchandise available in the form of t-shirts with lots planned for the future. You can head to Tourette.ca or Tourette.org to find your local chapter in the Canada or the United States. And you can email us at TikTokPodcast at gmail.com if you have any topics, comments, or questions for us to discuss. Thanks for listening.